Oh, sorry, let me grab my paperwork. Oh, Angelo. How are you? Monday Good night news. news. Dream Team's back. Stevan and Angelo. Hi, everyone. As well as Stevan. Guys, great to see you all this evening. And look, tonight, uh, we're not going to harbor too much on about um, real estate uh, topics too much, but we're going to talk about uh, something that Angelo and I have had the pleasure of doing, of, of working with. I guess I've been here now um, for over 10 years with Novak Properties. Angelo, uh, even a little bit longer than me. Angelo, how long have you been? Yeah, close to 16, 17 now. 16, 17 years. And we've seen a lot of change. We want to talk about uh, the changes that have occurred in DY. Um, and some of that reflects also the Northern Beaches as well. So we're just going to talk loosely about what we've seen. Uh, for DY, has it been good? Has it been bad? Um, and, and and I guess our own feelings on that. And then um, 2020, it's been an interesting year. Yep. How's it going to finish up is a topic that, that we're going to jump into um, very, very shortly. As well for you guys. Look, if you do have any questions here, just follow us on um, at, on our Facebook page at Novak Properties. Jot in any questions, love to answer those um, and, and get get things going for you guys. But look, and God, DY has changed a lot. I know you're a local boy. You grew up up the road. I grew up not far from here as well. Um, changed a lot since since we were kids. Um, I was going to say, had an interesting chat with Glenn from the team today as well. But DY. Let's just take a snapshot of maybe the last five years. In, in 2016, there was a census uh, report out that had the population of DY sitting at 21,500, roughly a little bit more, but say 21,500 uh, residents living within the suburb of DY. Um, since 2016, we've seen a lot, of, a lot of big development. Angelo, obviously, um, Merichan highlighting the most recent, but uh, you know, uh, the Oceana development, uh, Osprey development, Osprey Carlisle, the other more boutique ones. Well, how many new properties do you think have come in since 2016 into DY? Well, I think that's a, um, going back on the figures you just mentioned, yeah. that's population itself. But yep. going back at, uh, even at the census, um, in 2001, 2002 it was actually, there was a big growth. Basically, there's, DY had a massive fluctuation of properties back in the mid 70s. Now, a lot of Sydney did, uh, but that was, um, if you look at your typical red brick, cream brick, um, which are, for any buyers that are looking at the moment, it's a very common question asked how old is this building? Old and it's, um, we feel like uh, sometimes um, we're breaking records, literally repeating the same. It's it's all those red bricks, cream bricks. It's a very, very small um, era of that 1967, 68 yep. to about a 73. Then you saw uh, a big gap, and there's actually not many buildings that were built in the 80s or um, even the 90s. There, there are some which were built over doubles and triple blocks in DY. Um, there's one developer in DY which actually built quite a few of them in the early 90s. And then there was the next lot of properties, they've got phase properties which were built in the late, late uh, 90s, um, around the 2001, 2002, which back then um, from 98, 99, about 2003 was an absolute booming market uh, as, a, as a lot would know that were buying back then. So from a census that was done just after that, there was in DY recorded uh, just over eight and a half thousand residences 
yeah. houses, apartments in general. So all the old buildings that were built, there's eight and a half thousand. After the 2016 census, that number jumped to 2,000, uh, sorry, 9,350 odd. So in all those years, we only saw about 800, 900 new properties in DY. And most of them since 2016, is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, this is up to up to 2016. Now, right. since then, you've got Meriton. Yep. You've got Meriton, which have about 350 properties. Uh, you've got uh, Osprey, which is another 130 uh, odd properties. And you've got Carlisle, another 85. Now, they're the three other biggest developments you almost say in DY. Collectively, all those people have been saying, oh, building's going crazy in DY. But all up, we're sitting at almost about 500 properties only that are added to a total of 9,300 that were anyway to begin with. So it's, uh, you know, that the amount of people moving into these properties as well, because a lot of them were being sold pretty quickly. Um, even when time came, then there was a half a building was practically empty, ready to be tenanted possibly. Um, Cause a lot of people bought them were investors. Um, you know, th from the moment I remember Carlisle block of 85 units, every apartment in there that was for rent was rented from week one to week five. The whole building rented. was finished, rented. So it's the, so things were still moving, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, so what about an increase of, since 2016 to today, what, 600 new properties, less? I reckon about 600. 600, right. So 600, population growth in DY over the same period has grown by about 3,000 residents. So owners, people, sorry, living in DY. So this huge increase of, of people, not a huge increase in real estate when you take a look at, at, at what Angela just mentioned, the, the history of the suburb. But um, 3,000 more people living in the suburb today than there were four years ago. Um, and most people would think, oh, my God, it's getting busier. It's getting busier. But you know what? I'm a fan. I think what they've done in the town centre is phenomenal. And so it's brought that attention. For those of you that do know the suburb, um, it's tidied up that pocket, the Meriton Lighthouse development. And then with it and with all these other developments as well, uh, a lot of people don't understand that when a developer builds a, prop, builds a project, they need to pay a fee to council called a contribution fee. The purpose of this contribution fee is to be reinvested back into the suburb to provide infrastructure in these areas. And you're seeing this now around DY, um, Redmond Road Plaza is updated, the walkway from um, Pittwater Road all the way down to DY Beach on Howard Avenue, it's fully paved, there's new plants going in, the new playground, the Walter Gore playground. So there's all of these added infrastructure um, and lifestyle infrastructure. You know, it's not necessarily something that's making money for everyone, but it's something that's contributing to a better quality of life. Howard Avenue, um, the child park at Howard Avenue. Um, yeah. the, the beach, what, the beach front the was, beach front the beach front was redone twice. More. Yeah, and they're Those doing were, it again now. There's some development yeah. down there. Yep, yep, yep. So it's a, that's a big thing. You know, looking at that, that's DY. So you look at a growth in what DY had all those years. We're talking about the population's gone up only 10, 15%. Yep. Um, Things that interest me is, is suburbs like Buffalo being in a neighbouring suburb here. And um, I remember that 2001 census, this is an interesting one, was 1,550 people in that suburb, Lived in, in all of Brookvale. 1,500. In 2009 census it was. So it was like the the, the, the following, uh, I think it's called two census. I don't know how many, how frequent the, is it. Uh, um, so two census after that, that number jumped to just over 4,500. So um, it just shows you like suburbs, like streets like Shackle Avenue, the entire street, which is built, Brookvale Avenue, um, yeah. and a lot of those units. Because they're all, um, Brookvale 
does not have that 1970. So the the the, demo, the building there only really happened after the 2000s. So um, and that's where you see such a population change. Um, you know, an increase of 300% compared to a 15% rewrite. Yeah, wow. I was going to say something else, but I think we talked talked about it on Saturday afternoon. Um, the beach fronts, like obviously the northern beach is known for its beaches, beautiful beaches. Uh, now as the weather's warming up, everyone loves to get down there, whether it's for dinner or during the day. Um, but we were talking, Angelo, how many beaches there are on the northern beaches um, that you can actually go and sit down and, and have a meal or you can have a drink uh, or you can you know, relax for lunch. There's not that many that have dining right on the beachfront. And I think we came down and we were talking, as you, myself, Mark, James from the office were talking, saying that really when you think about it, there's Manly Beach, which is which is such a hub, I guess, for the Northern Beaches. It's, it's probably the most globally recognised beach. But outside of Manly, there's pretty much DY is the only beach where you can get to and you can literally almost be right on the beachfront having a meal with family and friends. Um, and DY, it's got a slightly more... Um, community feel to it. Obviously, Manly being the size of Manly, um, it, it, it's great for business, but again, it loses a little bit of that authenticity. Whereas I think DY still holds that as family businesses on the on the beachfront that have been there for like, decades. Um, and it's still got that charm. So I think I think DY has done well. And yeah. It's done really well. Definitely, definitely. And um, Angela, what do you reckon in the future of DY? There's still a little bit of develop, development to come. But Look, we were saying this probably about three, four years ago where your main streets of DY going from uh, going down your Oaks, your Howards, your DY parades, Pacific parades, there's not much development that you can possibly happen there. Yeah. Um, we've had a few people, and there are a few small blocks that could potentially one day be developed uh, or be bought out, I should say. To the, but the zoning there and the height restrictions that you can actually build and what you can get on these blocks are, um, uh, it's actually not worth it for a developer to, to pursue those. Um, by the time you literally pay a whole, you know, a couple of units uh, or unit blocks a premium to then put them all together to only get a certain amount. So uh, there are quite a few buyers and I've been personally called in actually over the past to some unit block owners thinking that, oh, we're going to get a developer in here that's where a small block, they're going to hopefully buy us the next door out and um, we're not seeing that. I think where the big money is to be spent in DY is still down the main strip. Yeah. So you've only, um, they've only just touched on it now with with uh, with Meriton, with the Carlisle building there, and also Osprey Cross here. But there's there's still a lot of development, I believe, that's still going to be happening in the, in, the, in years to come. Yeah. My possible money, I think council might not be maybe too far away. Um, in probably the next five to ten years, um, that whole council area, that car park the area, the, the library area. area. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen to that in um, in years to come. But uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty much down here um, the street at the moment. I mean, there's two new blocks and new developments here. Um, there's the Havana and there's also the Delmar here opposite our office that are um, that are coming to to DY. But putting those two together, um, you're still talking about. 180, um, not even 200 units there yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. So it's still a very, very, very small uh, portion. Um, and I think also touching on this as well, if you want modern living, um, newer developments along the northern beaches, DY is really the suburb you come to. 
there's been a little bit in Manly Vale, but, but a lot of that's main road focus. A little bit in Brookvale's picking up. Obviously, Brookvale will be a suburb of change. But really, if you want a modern, you know, when I say modern, up to say 10 years that of age property, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, you've got to come and look at DIY. Yep. yep. So it's a great one. Um, what about real estate agents? Have we helped that in any way? And we helped or have we hurt the reputation of DIY? I don't know. I think we always sing the praises of the suburbs that we work in. So I like to think we help. I think people don't, a lot don't like change. And um, like I miss going down as a kid to, to DIY and seeing sort of the old, um, you know, the old Tom Barker stuff. And I remember, you know, sports, I used to run into Mike Pauly's back then when he used to be in that place. And, and you look at, um, you know, the old spotlight and um, and you look at what DY was and, um, you know, even going back further around those days as well. Good old, um, when we started going out, the good old Jet Club. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that the other day. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in regards to sort of what what I, um, yeah, obviously with change and look at merits and I remember being first involved with talks. Um, this is back at Multiplex days when Multiplex actually owned that site. Um, and we're going to, um, uh, and they were the ones that were pretty much putting a lot of the plans in through council and um, just the pushback overall through public um, with that having that there. And it's just amazing to see, I think over the years, selling so many units to downsizers that have actually bought in there. Um, there are locals that I can almost tell you that pretty much a lot of them were actually against the whole, um, you know, development in the high. And it's almost now it doesn't, doesn't even... I don't no, know. It doesn't resonate. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. Everyone's taking it pretty well. So there you go. DY, it's, it's improved. I think it's definitely into its next phase of, of what it offers. It's changed since we were little kids, Ange, but change is part of life. So I mean, yeah. good things, good things down there. Um, the market now, I guess the big thing we were talking about as well is where does the market go between now and the end of 2020? And who can believe, God, it's, it's now the end of um, September, it's nearly October. Um, it's been a, a long eventful year, obviously a lot of things going on outside of our control, outside of everyone's control, but um, the property market, where's it going to go? Ange, what, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? Out there, like, what are you seeing week in, week out now? I guess take a step for the last three weeks in your, in your mind, what, what have you seen? I've, um, I've actually now finally put my finger on actually knowing where a lot of these buy, a lot of these what's making people transact property at the moment. And um, it's actually COVID, but it's COVID not, I don't think it's COVID financial related because a lot of people, when they think of oh, people are selling and it's a big common question. A lot of people are coming there expecting to buy a property going, oh, the owner's possibly in in a bit of strife financially. Oh, could we get it? But the reason they're actually, I'm finding a lot of transactions that are actually being made is COVID as, as in they've now been forced to work from home possibly for the next year and a half or year. Um, and they're actually, I can't live with two kids stuck in a, in a, in a space where we're confined in a two bedroom apartment. We need something bigger. Um, and I'm, I'm finding, I mean, I just had a sale on Thursday where they bought another two bedroom unit in the same suburb on the other side, obviously a higher price tag, a much bigger two bedroom that actually offered a, um, so someone, studied, sold, someone sold a two bedroom sold, to buy a two bedroom. Correct. Just had a bigger, a, an enormous living area, um, living area with a separate dining where they had that more space and they, it was that lifestyle closer to the beach where they go, you know what, this is great. We can get out and go for a bit more air compared to being more closer to the main road in a smaller one. So it's a, 
you know, that's that's a type of, um, you know, I've got a place in the market limited in, uh, in Kingsway there where it's a two bedroom plus a guest room and that third room, you know, I was having a good chat with a buyer the other day about it where um, they go, oh, the owners bought it for such and such. And I go, yeah, but you know what, when they, at, at that sort of time in the last three or six months, that guest room has just gone up in value because people needing that study now, like it's, it's a, it's not like a, yeah, we've got an extra room. Like now we, we need that room. Yeah. So it's a, it's just amazing how um, uh, the, the, the need for people to be buying um, and selling um, is, is actually it's just picking up overall. And also having a, a you know, let's see what's going to happen now in the next couple of months um, with regards to lending. And I mean, something we've been hearing as well, um, speaking to, um, to people in the bank. And I know it's out in the media as well regarding the banks are most likely now over the coming months going to be uh, loosening up their um, their criteria with regards to lending. Um, and what's it called? The um, responsible, responsible lending. lending. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't, doesn't seem like, and they put so much in place to actually put it in. I don't think they're going to be getting rid of the whole thing, but it's going to be, um, I believe, getting, getting actually a little bit easier to to actually get um access to a bit more money and they're not going to be knuckling down on get every single dollar you're spending um, the government like as, as always it's in their interest to have a, a, a property market that's it's moving a fluid property market whether it's upsizing downsizing there's obviously a lot of revenues that government makes with stamp duty and uh, yeah i think i think it's probably a good thing as well so what, what's your take for the um, OCU? you know one thing i've seen a lot of recently and i've been involved with um a larger scale development up in Warrywood. I've seen a lot of out of area buyers and probably ties into what you just said, Angelo, people looking for more that lifestyle move, not having to work so close to town as they as they did 18 months ago, 12 months ago. Um, I see a lot of people moving into the beaches out of area. When I say out of area, typically Northern Beaches homes were, were, were being bought by people already on the Northern Beaches. I'm seeing a lot of people even transitioning from the Eastern suburbs um, into kind of the, the more in the Balgala, but even Forestville, um, coming from Chatswood, uh, French's Forest, that market. We're seeing a lot of buyers that traditionally wouldn't come into their, coming into the marketplace. Being, doing a lot of work up in Warriwood, I see a lot of St. Ives activity, um, Warunga activity, even, um, you know, out to Barara, those kind of people moving back in to kind of the Northern Beach. A lot of downsizes from, from kind of the Barara area. But um, I'm really being surprised by the number of, of, of people out of the area that are coming to the beaches. And I think it's a big part is the lifestyle. They talk about working from home. That study is now, you know, the study is probably worth as much as second car space was before yeah. Christmas. Like crazy to believe. But um, I'm seeing a lot of that. And I think it's going to be a busy year. We ran an auction over the weekend. Um, the team ran an auction uh, with Lisa and her sales team here at Forestville. And, and it went absolutely crazy over there. And that, that uh, you know, a nice, I'll, I'll use the word modest family home, um, but it was in very good order, very well kept, beautifully presented, um, you know, sell, selling in excess of $2 million over the weekend. Um, I think just sign, just sign of the times that yep. people are ready to move on as well. I, I, I know with, with the year behind us, people want to get out there and, and find that family home now and the weather's beautiful and, and get ready to enjoy summer. So I think it's going to be a, a really active period between now um, and the end of 2020, and hopefully 2021 is going to be going to be good yeah, out there for us all as well. Yeah. Um, but that's about it that we we're going to talk about tonight. Anything else, Ange, that comes to mind that you might have seen? 
No, it's just, just um, what about first home buyers in the marketplace? Seeing that pick up yet? It's picked up incredibly, but there's a there's a small, a slight problem at the moment that I'm finding with a lot of the first home buyers, and there it's uh, the reason being is that uh, a lot of them can only get access to five percent uh, deposits uh, through NAB or CBA, um, where they're uh, they're also the government's doing the um, the lender mortgage insurance uh, the LMI um, rebate. Um, a lot of those being capped at 700,000, there's not, that's the sort of borderline of your very, very entry level two bedroom um, unit in DY. And I'm finding a lot of uh, a lot of buyers for the sake of just buying a two bedroom unit, um, they're all crowding in that two bedroom unit market at that entry level. Yep. Where um, sort of another way, and just a, a bit of an idea, I've been speaking to quite a few first time buyers about this over the weekend. Um, so we've got a couple at the moment for sale in Pacific Parade, which are at that entry level. And um, is that there's a, there's actually a few one bedrooms that are um, that are at that they're completely modern one bedrooms that have a guest room or they've got a they've got a bit of space for a study that just for some of you to maybe consider um, where you'd be getting a, a very big, really nice one bedroom that rather than jumping into the entry level two bedroom market. Um, but I'm finding a lot of the two betters, um, you know, a lot of the first home buyers, they're almost stuck at, there's not much there for them because um, that is the start of the yeah. two bedroom market. Here's something we were going to talk about before we forget. Rental market. Yeah, what's the, what's the, I, I, um, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're not too involved with it, but um, I, I had one of, uh, we as individuals, the company clearly is, but clearly, yeah. But no, I, I thought for some reason, um, COVID, people moving out, saving money, going back home. Because so I know that was was the case going back four or five months ago. But I um, yeah. I jumped on for one of my own tenants um, that unfortunately uh, I sold the property that they're living in and the buyer that bought it wants to move in. So I'm trying to help them. And I jumped on even to see what's available for sale. And if we think for rent, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and I'm shocked with the lack of properties. No. Um, DY again with nine and a half thousand properties right now. If you jump on realzo.com, I saw 55 or 50 properties for there's less for rent than actually there is for sale. Wow, so it's um, interesting. Rental market. Yeah, rental market's good. I must, I gotta take my hat off to our team here as well. They're doing a great job at you know, everything's everything's renting, yeah. it's doing a great job. And I think, um, tying that back into the property market and capital value. Uh, investors kind of stepped out of the market because we were all, they were worried, you know, if I buy a property with a tenant and they're going to lose their job over COVID and they can't pay their rents. And right now, like Angela mentioned, there's, there's a bit of a shortage of rental properties. So I think that's going to help investors come back to the market. If you are an investor, there's good news out there that, you know, we've got, we don't have a lot to offer tenants. So money's cheap. Every, everything's going. Yeah. Money's cheap. cheap. Um, banks are well, hopeful. For, for some, if they do um, pull back, as I said, it just be this uh, responsible lending a little bit. Yep. Um, and you can, can get it. Maybe it's time to go speak to a broker now and just see if, if yeah. you can. And um, if money's so cheap, you just lock, lock something in for a few years um, uh, as, as a principal interest there, and you should be pretty safe to go. Yep. Yep. So beautiful. Cool. Ange, thank you. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Evie. Both tonight. And guys, we look forward to seeing you out there um, in the world of real estate. Of course, any questions, we're always here. Love to help you at Novak Properties call, email, text, whatever, whatever you prefer. Um, chat. Definitely. All Enjoy. That. See you. Good night, See guys. You guys.